Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. And we're back here. Uh, well, kind of. I'm somewhere in California at this point. Uh, Daryl's still in Tennessee. Daryl, how are you? Well, I'm doing a lot better knowing that you're in California and I have no one to bother me and I got free reign. I'll still bother you because you're probably still in the I'm clock sure and sleeper or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, we, we wanted to drop a show for you guys and we still owed you the NFC West. So this is what this is. Uh, keep in mind, if anything happens between, what is this, Wednesday and today, last Wednesday and today, uh, sorry, we weren't around to uh, tape. Well, I wasn't around to tape. Daryl was, but as we know, I'm the one that records for us. So unless he's getting on Facebook oh. Live or something, he figures that stuff out. Um, yeah. I, I just, I'm surprised you while you're gone. You might. You're gonna, you're gonna learn how to record so you can get rid of me. This is an idea. How dare I'll this you? idea around. <laughs> So we're not going to talk about any news because it's all old by now. By the time you're hearing this, it's old news. Uh, But we are going to talk about the NFC West, the last division that we have to conquer here. Um, And starting with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, the Arizona Cardinals are hoping not to earn the first overall pick this year. Uh, if so, they're going to need their defense to step up, that's for sure. Uh, starting inside, uh, Corey Peters is in tackle. Uh, Darius Phylon's kind of a tackle. Uh, Rodney Gunter's a D-end. Uh, Zach Allen was their draft pick. Uh, he might get mixed in there. Uh, they're really lacking a lot of depth inside, and maybe that's because they're running a 3-4 again. Um, they got rid of Robert Kimdichi. Um yeah. Anything about the interior of this line? I mean, none of those guys are startable for me. Um, no, I mean, there's nothing real flashy among that group. Zach Allen could be interesting. Especially as a young guy, he could get a, get some looks. Yeah, he could play a lot because there's really not a lot of depth there. Uh, unless some of their... I mean, obviously... Chandler Jones is going to rush the passer 99% of the time. Right. Um, to call him a linebacker is is just awful, but I, it I is think what so. It is. But, um, yeah, I think I'm picking one. It's probably going to be Allen because I think he's going to see a good amount of reps. Yeah. But uh, one quick note, and this is not really, you know, this is old news by now. Uh, the position changes that uh, happened last week, um, they are not the last of them. I asked Gary point blank, and he said no, they weren't the last. He wants to make sure before he makes changes, and he's trying not to change things back. Uh, So if you haven't heard that by now, um, then that's some information for you to pass along, that he's trying to keep everything as it is 
Uh, and I, I guess Carolina is the big situation that could upset a lot of people uh, when, mm-hmm. that ha- when that happens. Uh, but for right now, Brian Burns is safe until next week, probably. Uh, third preseason game, I would expect most of these changes to really be solidified. Uh, right. Which would be a week after you hear this. Um, anyways, we have the linebacker crew. We mentioned Chandler Jones at linebacker. Uh, on the other outside, you have Terrell Suggs. And then you have guys like Brooks Reed. Uh, and, yeah, that's about it. Andre Branch they brought in. They don't really have anybody besides no. Jones and Suggs. Yeah, they don't have very much at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this. They, they, they have a decent starting lineup. It's the depth is just not there. Yeah, it's horrible. It really is horrible. They have good safeties depth, but, uh, but besides yeah. that – and that's with a loss or two from that group. They still have good safety depth. Yeah. Well, that's been a strength <laughs> of this team for a few years now. Uh, inside, they have Jordan Hicks, who they signed, and Hassan Reddick. Uh, I think this is do or die year for Reddick. I think if he doesn't yep. start to show some promise, uh, I have I have a feeling this team will have no trouble just sending him packing or sending him to the bench uh, to finish out his rookie contract. His fifth-year option, they're going to have to make a decision about that next mm-hmm. year, I believe. So if he doesn't produce his fifth-year option, it's not going to happen. Um, Jordan Hicks, if he stays healthy, he is a definite IDP uh, piece that you want to own. Uh, but, again, that's been his issue in his career so far. Yeah, uh, I think Jordan Hicks is the better of the two. Um, absolutely. And Hassan, Hassan Reddick just – for me, he's really been a disappointment. I know he had a lot better season last year than his rookie year due to starting more games, I'm sure. The volume always helps. But yeah. I think if you ask most people in IDP, they would have expected a little better out of him than what we got. So I think he's more or less kind of been a disappointment. I agree. If he doesn't – do it this year then he may be done there i think the cardinals expect a lot more of him and he's just not producing like his drafters expected like the cardinals are expecting oh right right i mean so all around fantasy he just it's it's you know real nfl wise too he's just um and we'll get into it when we look at some of these numbers yeah but he just really for me he's not being as active i guess in certain areas like I would like for him to be. Yeah, it doesn't help that he's also switched schemes twice. This is the third time changing schemes in all three years he's been here. You know, we talk about that for offensive guys and quarterbacks a lot, but, you know, and it's not maybe as important for defense, but, you know, being switched around and, you know, if you got to learn multiple positions, you know. It does. It it really does have an impact. I mean, Because you have to learn the verbiage, and you have to learn there'll be different schemes or whatever. But and then you got changing parts too. I mean, you got new players, so you got to kind of learn them. You got to learn the coaches. So it all uh, it, it it does make an impact. Yep. Moving on to corner, uh, Patrick Peterson's going to miss six games, so he mm-hmm. is your That's normal starter. That is a huge loss. Uh, in the meantime, you're going to have Byron Murphy and Robert Alford probably starting. Uh, you'll probably oh, have I'm Byron Murphy everywhere. <laughs> I love Byron Murphy. Even even when Peterson comes back, even if he's relegated to slot nick or nickel uh, corner, slot corner, whatever you want to call it, 
Um, I still think he's going to be uh, good, not only because, I mean, I'm not knocking his coverage skills, but he, he's no. not afraid to tackle. Like, he loves to tackle. No, he's not. He plays more yep. like a safety, I think, than a corner. Which and I, if you look for one thing in a corner, like. that's – sorry. If you're looking for one thing in a corner, that's one thing I look for is are they willing to go up and tackle yeah, yeah, definitely. And the guys that aren't like uh, you know Sante Samuel, not looking. Mr. Williams that like we him. all love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Safety wise, uh, Buda Baker and DJ Swearinger. Now, I've had a lot of questions about this situation over the past couple weeks, and, I have as well. and people are like freaking out over Buda Baker being a free safety, and I'm like, that's because Swearinger can't cover. I said when Swearinger inevitably loses this job. And Deontay Thompson's ready to step in. Buda Baker will go back to strong safety, and life will be fine. That. Life will go on. Buda Baker can play wherever you put him. So yes, I'm not worried about Buda Baker's production because he will produce where no matter where he is. Uh, right. DJ Swearinger, on the other hand, needs to be a box safety to do anything. Yep, and his sure coverage does. skills are not the best. And uh, I think as a box safety is kind of where he excels. Yeah. I mean, they, they both do well in the box. I, I just think Buda Baker can produce without necessarily being that box safety. And who's right. to say they're even um, going to be um, not just playing like half and half, you know? Right. Uh, Deontay Thompson, I think, gets mixed in pretty. I mean, he's a fifth-round pick, so maybe not as early as, as Murphy's going to be, but... I don't see him being very long before he, he's taken over that safety role. With a strong training camp, if he can impress early on, then I, yeah. I kind of like his chances of getting more reps early. Now, if he's you know if he's still showing your normal rookie woes and learning curves and all that, then it might take him a little longer. So it'll be interesting to see how he does this training camp this preseason. Yeah, and. You know, he was at one point the top safety. Like, everybody thought he was going to be the first safety off the board. Mm, yeah, a lot of them did. I yeah. didn't. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they were a lot. You're right. There was a lot of people really high on him. Yeah. And I think from being from Alabama. That, that does have a lot of. Um, it has a lot of weight. Yes, it um, sure does. And rightfully but, so. Yeah. And I just think that. You know, he's not on our radar necessarily because he is more of a center fielder. But if you look at a guy like Eddie Jackson, he's more of a center fielder and does okay Uh, because of turnovers. So I don't know that he's got the playmaking ability of Eddie Jackson, but, you know. I don't quite think he does. I think Eddie Jackson's a little bit underrated in my opinion. Well, Eddie Jackson was a low draft pick. Yeah, yeah, he didn't get the the high draft pick status, but I do think Thompson can make a push here because, like we said, this this entire roster on defense doesn't have a lot of depth, and while the safety spot does have yeah, probably because it also has Jalen Thompson, who was a uh, supplemental pick. Yep. So I mean, I will say this: the opportunity's there for him to make a role for himself. Yeah. So speaking of safeties, uh, Antoine Bethea led the team in in tackles with 121 total tackles. Uh, Buda Baker was second on the team with uh, 102. 
Uh, so, you know, this talk about free safety, free safety, free safety. Patheo is technically the free safety if you're looking at yep, it was. 121 tackles. That's why I say it doesn't matter to me. Right. Uh, Buda Baker's a good player. He'll get his – he's only 23 years old this season too. That's amazing. Ooh. It feels like he's yep. been in the league forever. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Hassan Reddick, you know, despite us kind of being down on him, 80 tackles in this season, yep. only started 12 games. Uh, Trey Boston had 79. He's now in Carolina and might be starting, even though he was just signed off the street like a week ago. Well, um, which is interesting because we were just talking about their safety depth being good, but yeah, they, they just they lost obviously two of their top four. Don't like them. Yeah. Uh, Josh Bynes, uh, 75 tackles, and then it's a big drop off from there. Bynes got hurt and only played 11 and started 11 games. Uh, so some losses there. Um, and this team runs through their safeties. Like it's been that way for years. So saying that, you know, obviously a little different defensive scheme. Uh, they bring in, uh, Vance Joseph. Um, you know, if you look back at Denver, they didn't really run a lot of three safety. Although Will Parks kind of did play a nickel corner right. kind of thing for them. So, I mean, Deontay Thompson could see snaps even if it's not technically, you know, there. I think they're going to maybe the first six games while Peterson's out, that you might see that a little more. And then once Peterson comes back, Murphy kind of takes that role. So it, it depends on what they're, you know, yeah, playing. Peterson being suspended hurts bad. Yes, that's a, that was a big loss for them right there. Cause I don't Plus, think... you got to figure he's going to be – He's what six games suspended? Six, yes. And I think it's going to take him at least two to get back in the swing of things. So he's basically he'll, lost he'll, half the season. He'll be fine. He's Patrick Peterson. It's not going to take him two games to get back in the swing of things. Just watch and see. I mean, okay. we will. Don't anyway. make me really close to you all over again. Yeah, yeah. Sackwise, Chandler Jones <laughs> led the way with 13. I, I see him continuing that. He he will be turning 29 this year. Um, yep. So he's not a spring chicken anymore, so to speak. But he's not an old man either. You know, he's not Terrell Suggs who was brought in here. Who's, I don't even know, like 35, 36 Terrell Suggs. Right. Is. Um, but he's more of a specialist at this point of his career, pass rush specialist. Yeah, and I think... You know, he went to school at Arizona State. He wanted to go back to the desert right. to kind of wrap up. I mean, Baltimore pretty much said they didn't want him, so he decided to go to the desert for a year. Uh, Rodney Gunter had four and a half sacks. Robert uh, Kimdichi had four and a half. Hassan Reddick had four, and Benson Mayawa had four. Um, so two of those guys are no longer around. Hassan Reddick is around, and like I said, four sacks, 80 tackles. Maybe we're a tad hard on them. I don't know. Um, looking around, yeah, though. Yeah, but he didn't get the opportunities weren't there. He only had six quarterback hits. Yeah. Um, but he made, he made the most so of them. So he's not getting a lot of opportunities, but he's making the most of the ones he does get. So that's good. He's not going to see many opportunities this year either because being inside, I mean, before he was playing kind of outside half the time with Bynes. So with a 4-3 defense last year mainly. Um, But, you know, you you look, Chandler Jones had 18 QB hits. Benson Mayawa, who's nothing special, had 11. You know, he played for Seattle for a couple years. Um, 
you know, most of these guys are not, you know, crazy. Like I said, it really revolves around the safety and secondary. And, you know, unfortunately, the, the, the Cardinals were not very good offensively, and this team was on the field a whole lot. Um, if all goes to plan with Kling, uh, Klingsbury's offense, they will be running tons of plays on offense. And that could either be very quick, yeah. quick strike, you know, or dink and dunk down the field, which means maybe less opportunities. Um, but if, if this defense, if, if this offense struggles, then this defense could be in for a very long uh, season because, you know, three and outs, you know, if you don't hit on these short routes that they're planning on running, just yeah, run and shoot. Yeah three and outs and you're back on the field, it could be dangerous because, uh, yeah. And then when your defense, like you said, if they can't get it, if they can't do these, or if they're always doing three and outs and the defense can't get off the field on third down and they're always on the field, it's that defense is going to get gassed quickly and it's, it's just not going to be pretty. Yeah. And you know, Kyler Murray could come out and light the league on fire and then they could, you know, have these long sustained drives, but, you know, asking a rookie quarterback to do that, uh, is tall task. So, um, you know, we'll see as far as the, the players you want an IDP, you know, most of the guys, a lot of these guys are gone. Um, you, you really want, you know, Chandler Jones, although he's back to linebacker, even though I don't think he'll do anything but rush the passer. Which you know, is and maybe that's part of what they're kind of looking for him and um, Terrell Suggs to just eat, 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 and hopefully funnel everything maybe towards that those linebackers. But yeah, and I think with Vance Joseph being here, it's going to be a traditional three-four defense. So I don't know. I think so too. But I mean, if you think of the Houston Texans, they have a traditional four-three defense, and Clowney's now listed as the end. Oh. How great so, is that? Yeah. By the way, we have him in the Pod Wars League, so we, we I know a, that we got a free defensive end there. Uh, so, but anyway, um, Jones. I don't think Suggs is worth rostering at this point of his career. He's a great player, loved him on the team, um, but yeah, I don't think he's anything. Uh, none of these linemen I'm really interested in. I mean, Zach Allen as a taxi squad stash uh it's really more the secondary i pretty much want any part of the secondary except for patrick peterson because he's good which means right. the opportunity's not there i'll take byron murphy robert alford yeah. buda baker i'd even take swearinger in the beginning part of the year until he eventually and probably loses his actually job. an intriguing piece the offer was brought over uh atlanta cut him before the free agency period started so they were able to jump on him and they also jumped on brooks reed the same way um, right before free agency even started they were waived outright so um yeah those are the only guys i'm really interested in and swearinger as a really really late value maybe pick uh murphy in, in rookie drafts you almost have to take him in the what fifth round to get him anymore I think people are, yeah. are on to him, uh, especially with Peterson being out. They realize he's going to be day one in there in some way, shape, or form, especially if they're smart. 
so moving on to the division champions from last season, the Los Angeles Rams. And Los they got they, they they got this guy. Um this, <laughs> They got this guy, and he's pretty money. Uh, he's the reigning, defending, undisputed defensive player <laughs> of the year, Aaron Donald. And he is just ridiculous how good he is. Yeah, yeah, he's not too shabby. It's unfair how good he is. <laughs> yeah, um, it really is. They are going to still have Wade Phillips uh, as their head coach. Again, one of the greatest Twitter handles of all time, Son of Bum. At Son of <laughs> Bum. Uh, so at Son of Bum gets Aaron Donald. He loses Sue. And I think this is where, besides, I mean, Donald's, Donald doesn't really play the, the middle middle. He kind of plays the edge. But, I mean, either way, whatever you want to consider him. Um as defensive end or defensive tackle, besides Donald, you know, they have Brockers, who's a good 3-4 defensive end. Not really for IDP. He's not really very productive. They don't really have a right. guy in the middle. They have some guys, Sebastian Joseph Day, and they drafted Greg Gaines. Which so, a lot of people are high on. Yeah, and I think that's just because of and volume. I, He's going to play a lot, yeah. probably. So. Well, I mean... That's always a good Donald, thing, but right, Donald is a star, like you said, and, and he's he's the elite of the elite. Yeah. But even he's going to miss having Sue on the inside. I think. I think so. Um, you know, double digit sacks are definitely in his future. Um, whether it's near twenty again, I doubt. <laughs> but you know, it could happen. Yeah, somebody wrote a piece on those twenty sacks. I don't yeah, know who that. I wonder who that was. I don't know. Smart guy, really I is. I mentioned it like twenty times. So. I mean, if you don't know who that is, you probably should follow him. He's really, really smart. Yeah. If if they're probably listening to this show, they probably are following us. You realize that, right? Well, maybe maybe they're new to the show, Dan, and they don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe, maybe somebody said, "Hey, are. you know, there's this really great podcast called IDP Nation. You should check it out." And maybe this is their first time just tuning in. Maybe it is. <laughs> anyway, moving on to linebacker. Um, one of the things with this team in the middle, it looks like Corey Littleton's actually a thing. I was not very convinced of that, but it looks like he's going to be a thing. Um, I don't know if he'll duplicate 2018, but um, they also have Micah Kaiser, who we, we've kind of called a two-down thumper in the past. Mm-hmm. So third downs, he's probably coming off the field and probably coming off the field for uh, Clay Matthews, uh, Dante Fowler. Yeah, the, those the guys Clay probably Matthews be on thing the field. Kind of intrigues me a little bit. Um, I, I don't expect him to have a huge bounce back year, but I do kind of see Matthews maybe. I would be surprised a, if he a has bit of a resurgence. I was say he's not going to play every down. I don't think they'll use right. him when they want to use him. They'll, they'll kind of use him. I think in the same way that the Eagles used Chris Long last year, where yes, yeah, third exactly. downs, situational plays, he comes in and does what he does. Um, I don't think he's Clay Matthews of you know five years ago with the Packers, where he's dominant. But uh, you know he, he's 
and this is where IDP-wise, he's probably not worth much because he's not going to play a ton, I don't think. He's No, I don't. He's probably not going to be worth, you know, like you said, very much, but I do see some value in him because, yeah. as you know, in some of these deeper leagues that me and you are in, um, you're really looking for just any help you can get sometimes at, at yeah. certain positions. And I think he's a, a serviceable option. Uh, I think he's probably, like I said, he's probably going to have a little bit of a revitalization this year, especially with – I don't think he's ever had a front line that's had a player like Donald in front of him. So maybe that well, around a little bit. I mean, the, the Packers' front line wasn't too shabby. No, they wasn't horrible. I mean, they – but they didn't have that – superstar up front mike, i mean they mike daniels is gonna come knocking on your door well hey i like mike daniels but he's no aaron donald and i think he would be the first to tell you that mm, i don't know some of these players have an ego they do they do and i get it uh i would prefer if you're gonna look for for a guy who's probably under the radar dante fowler because if you think about dante fowler he was a former fourth overall pick, I believe. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I believe you're Somewhere right. Somewhere in top five, six, something like that. Uh, he was traded midseason and doubled his production from Jacksonville. And he barely probably knew the playbook last year, you know, coming halfway through the season. He was very disruptive in the playoffs, and now uh, Wade Phillips gets him for an entire offseason to teach him what he wants them to know. And you mentioned Aaron Donald, you know, there's a pretty good guy that can take some, some, uh, some of the pressure off. Yeah. Not that Fowler played with shabby ends at Jacksonville, but true. Donald can command a lot of attention and clay Matthews as well. So, you know, when you're looking at a third down and long, you got three guys that could be in your face at any second. Yeah, and another name I want to kind of run by you to see because I've heard other people mention it. And what is your thoughts on Dakota Allen? Uh, former Last Chance U alum yep. from Eastern Mississippi. Yep. Um, I think he's a good backer. I don't know that he has much. I think he's more of a maybe two years some... from now kind of thing. I don't think he's going to be in the yeah. starting lineup anytime some soon. People around the. IDP nation are a little higher on him. Yeah. Than others. Um, I, I really don't know where to put him or where, or my real thoughts on, I think he has the potential to be something decent and good and carve out a really good role, but I don't know that he's going to be elevate himself to a star. I don't even want to say superstar, just a star. Um, you know, I think sometimes we get biased by shows that we see. And Dakota right. Allen was on Last Chance U, and he was a really sounded like a really smart kid. He, you know, he admitted to making some dumb mistakes as a freshman at Texas Tech, and it happens. Um, Everybody yeah, does mistakes. You know, we we talked to somebody a few weeks ago, made some bad choices, you know, right? And you know, grade either grades wise or you make some some off the field choices. He made some dumb choices and owned up to it got himself back on track and went back to school i think the same school i think he went back to texas yeah he did so they obviously uh you know thought he had made amends and obviously he he did pretty well there um we've been 
caught by these Rams linebackers the past few years. We thought Kaiser was going to get the job last year. And, and you know, they still have Hager, who I, me yeah, and Hager's uh, Johnson, there. He, we thought um, he could have a nice little role, and he never panned out. They got, uh, uh, you know, uh, I was you never. Aronquo, a lot of people were high on him last year. And he just, I was not. I, I thought he was not any good. I, I didn't either. I thought he was just, to be that outside linebacker, he was not that fit. He's more of a – to me, he's more of a defensive end where I think his value takes a little he wasn't. He he didn't really show me much on tape at Oklahoma, though, either. No, he didn't me either, so, but I think, you know, when he got drafted – He was co-Big 12 defensive player of the year for some uh, strange – I don't know. Right. And then they have another kid, Justin Lawler. They have Justin well. Waller, they have Samson Ekubam, or Ebukam, Ebukin. Right. I got those vowels mixed up there. Uh, <laughs> they have a ton of guys, and that's what I think, that's where I think the, the you know, Littleton, Matthews, and Fowler are pretty sure things, and then the rest of the guys are just guys. I they'll, think so, They'll too. rotate in and out. If you're active on game day, you'll get some playing time, you'll get some special teams, but that's about it. Yeah. I think most of the time you're only going to see three of these guys because I think they'll be a nickel a lot. Um, Unless which, there's some kind of significant injury or something like that, I, I believe you're right. Yeah, which brings us to our next, uh, the corners. Peters and Tlaib are two very good corners. Uh, they're, they're getting a little older. They are. They're not ancient, but they're getting older. Injuries kind of hurt them a lot last year. Uh, Marcus Peters kind of said he was playing through something all season. Um he probably should have just taken a few weeks off. Um, and Nickel Roby Coleman at the nickel, ironically. Uh, they also have guys like Troy Hill. David right. Long was a draft pick of theirs, I think, from West Virginia. I think he was the West Virginia guy. Hey. Uh, or was he the Michigan yeah. guy? Uh, this is the second you. time we messed up on these guys. I know. I get them so because the other one's in Tennessee. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about the AFC South. We we had the same yeah. problem. Uh, this David Long is from Michigan. So That's this what is I the thought. Corner. So you have the West Virginia yeah. David Long. Yeah, we got the Mountaineer, yeah. So, uh, you know, besides that, corners, they have decent secondary as far as corners. Um, yeah, I like their corners. Uh... And they're not terrible for IDP. They're not great for IDP either. I mean, Peter's in the beginning of his career – quarterbacks were foolishly throwing at him and, and he was he a gold still, mine he, he can still be he can still do that i think especially I mean, he can, if he's more healthy this year than he was last he's year he's a bit streaky in a way yeah. but he's one of the better corners that can bait quarterbacks into mistakes yeah. now he takes a lot of risk and chances and gets burned quite a bit but that's part of his game you know yeah. he's going that's why you have john johnson and eric weddle backing you up um, and Taylor Rapp, I think he's going to be another great one back there, too. Yeah, and how much Taylor Rapp gets to play is still a question mark. I think Rapp's a special teams guy early on. Yeah, until, like until, a lot of rookies. Uh, yeah, until Eric Weddle finally says, I'm done. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's really good for Rapp to have Weddle in front of him to learn from somebody that's so good. Because yeah. Weddle, for a long time, was a not only a great – He's an all-pro you know, safety. Yeah, but he was also a great IDP safety too. So, so now yeah. not so much. But yeah, um, but yeah, he came over. I mean, he was another one of those early signees. He came over 
from Baltimore and was signed pretty much right away. Right. Uh, him and John Johnson make a pretty good tandem. Uh, and like I said, Taylor Rapp will get worked in. I think... See, I think he doesn't really get worked in until next year when they're done with Weddle. I think Weddle's here for a season and he's gone. Yeah. I think him and Clay Matthews were chasing rings. and I think so, too. That's why they're there. Um, now, that, that could mean that Weddle does cede some time to rap because, you know, McVeigh or uh, Phillips just says, hey, we need to work the new kid in, you know, or, or hey, you need a breather. Let right. rap in there. Um, and, you know, does rap play more? I mean, it. I don't think it matters so much the strong and free for this team. Um, John Johnson's obviously the guy to own it, though, for safety-wise. You know, he, he's, I think, a top six, seven safety. Right, Very uh, undervalued. Because probably you have guys like Corey Littleton racking up tackles, and you got Aaron Donald being a monster. So, <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, we looking at the stats here. Corey Littleton uh, led the way with 125 combined tackles. John Johnson had 119. So those two obviously led the way. Lamarcus Joyner, who is now playing cornerback for Oakland, is uh, at seventy-eight. Aaron Donald had fifty-nine tackles as a defensive tackle. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> that is, um, that's crazy. Yeah, well, defensive end, defensive tackle, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Mark Barron also had sixty tackles in twelve games that he played in. Um, he also had safety. Mark Barron did. Mark Barron's now in Pittsburgh, who will be, I guess, fighting for snaps of Vince Williams? I think possibly, maybe. I mean, Devin Bush is there. I don't think they're going to. I don't know that he's going to unseat Williams, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's what I'm. They gave him some money, so I don't know. They did, so they're going to give him a look. Maybe, I don't know who's the third guy, their third linebacker. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about the the Steelers. Um, Aaron Donald. 20 and a half sacks. Obviously, he was a monster. 41 um, quarterback hits. So that's yeah. 61 and a half. Well, he probably hit Russell Wilson 10 times. So that's oh, 10 man. of them right there. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. And it's funny if some of y'all have listened to us, you've heard me talk about the grading system I've worked on. This past season by Donald um, is off the charts in my system. I mean, it really is impressive what he did. Yeah. And he was dominant just about every game. Yep. Um, he had four for four forced fumbles and two fumble recoveries. Um, yeah, he's just dominant, and he's so disruptive. Your defense, you know, he was the number one player on the NFL uh, Network's hundred players, which the players voted on. So he obviously has the respect of everybody in the league. Uh, Sue was second with four and a half. He is now in Tampa. Corey Littleton had four sacks. Uh, Corey Littleton also had three picks. No fumbles. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Uh, but yeah, four. Those were his four sacks were his four QB hits, pretty much. <laughs> and Samson Ebukam got it right this time. Uh, three sacks, and Dante Fowler had two. Um, 
So I don't know that. I guess he didn't double. I'm thinking of somebody else. I think, but he did um, have a few sacks in the postseason, which were very important. Uh, and I, I expect yes. Fowler to be better. You know, uh, he, he's kind of a sleeper, I guess, because not a lot of people are going to want to take him early, and I wouldn't take him early either. But as a late round flyer, uh, definitely. Right. Uh, so. You know what? We didn't do the snap counts for the Cardinals, did we? No, we didn't. We'll circle circle back around to that. Um, So looking at that, obviously Aaron Donald is the guy that you want. I I mean, I I took him first in one of our IDP leagues that we did a startup in because he's just that good. Um, Corey Littleton, I guess you want. I'm still not. He's still not a guy I take. Volume production guy. Yeah, and you know that's it's fine. Uh, somebody else can have him. I'll I'll take somebody else that I find to be a little better. Right. Um. John Johnson's the other guy I want. I'll definitely take him pretty high. As far as safeties go, and that's about it. Anybody else that you're interested in? Man, I would oh, take Peters as a, as a corner, depending on how you know a lot of pass defended. Uh, I'm looking at him that way. Um, looking at Marcus Peters, he had that can't be right. I was going to say I thought it said 50 passes defended. I'm like, yeah, that's a little much. Uh, he had eight. <laughs> John Johnson had 11 and four picks. Peters had three picks, so still not too shabby. Uh, but John Johnson had a great season. And you know should continue to play well. Right. Um, looking at snap counts, Corey Littleton barely came off the field. He played ninety five percent. John Johnson played ninety five percent. Marcus Peters played ninety percent despite dealing with an injury most of the season. Aaron Donald played ninety. Lamarcus Joyner played ninety and he's gone. And Dom Kinsu played eighty eight percent and he's gone. And I think that's the biggest hole they have to fill. I'm not sure that the Rams are done with that defensive tackle position. I think they might look to add somebody because it really looks thin there. Uh, Samson Ebukam played 69% of snaps. Michael Brockers played 67%. Mark Barron played 56%. I think that's that Hager, uh, Kaiser, whoever role that's basically going to fill. Uh, Roby Coleman played 55%, and Troy Hill played 42%. Uh, then you get into some lower things. Dante Fowler, despite not being on the team very long, played 41%. So he obviously was an impact player uh, coming in playing snaps. Um, anything jump out? Any players that we want to chat about besides the ones we covered? No, I think we're covering them pretty thoroughly right now. All right, and not to st- not to to, to to despair our Cardinal fans out there. <laughs> uh, you know, I looked at it and I think I just clicked by it because half these guys aren't here anymore. Uh, Bethea gone, ninety nine point six percent of snaps. I think he missed like one. Patrick Peterson yeah. played ninety nine percent of snaps. He's obviously going to mix six games, so that's going to be quite a handful of snaps. Uh, Chandler Jones played 87%. Trey Boston played 85%. He's gone. Buda Baker played 85%, 84%. Uh, 
Hassan Reddick played 76%. So, I mean, he did get the opportunity and did okay. Right. I just I just think we have high expectations for first round. I do too. So he, he's a guy that I think a lot of people are disappointed in, but really when you dig into the numbers, he just didn't really have any weeks that were blowing you away. Uh, Corey Peters played 66%. Josh Bynes played 65%. Rodney Gunter played 57%. And Benny Benwickery played 50%. And he's obviously gone. Um, so there's a lot of rotation otherwise. Uh, they're, they're losing Marcus Golden. They lost Deion Buchanan, although Buchanan barely played last year. Uh, Jamar yeah. Taylor's gone. Gerald Hodge is gone. You know, obviously with the new Olsen Pierre is gone, the new regime coming in, they wanted to change things up, definitely. But anyway, any last comments about the Cardinals? No, I think we covered that earlier. Except for the snap camps that you just got. And we have a word from our sponsor. Yes. Stop. Collaborate and listen. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com is back with a brand new invention. Okay, it's not really a new invention, but they've got a cool twist on the dynasty leagues they're currently providing. One quarterback, three running back, four wide receivers, a tight end, Two flex, no kickers and defenses, 24 rounds. They also have redraft leagues, best ball leagues, entry fees from $19.99 to $2,999. Go check them out, bestfantasyfootballleague.com. So if you're itching to get in some last-minute leagues, go ahead and sign up at bestfantasyfootballleagues.com. We're moving on to the San Francisco 49ers. Or as I like to call them, the 40 winers. Oh, our friend Dougie might not like that. Yeah, Joey the Tooth won't like that either. But <laughs> they, they, can, they can deal. Well, you know, that's what they get for I, I got I got the mic on this show, so I can say what I want. <laughs> I can do what I want. Where is that? I think I have that. Do I? No, maybe not. Well, you know, if, if they don't like it, they can cash you outside. They can. As you, like say. <laughs> you like to say that to me all the time. I thought I had this in time. Speaking of, you need to download that. Cash me outside. How about that? Well, I refuse to try to. Here, here you go. Whatever, I'll do what I want. <laughs> That's great. I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I, I, don't pro, I don't promote teenage uh, meme memeified people. I don't promote their nonsense because it just teaches kids that they can get rich for doing dumb stuff. Anyway, uh, looking at the 49ers, uh, they did a lot to improve this defense. Uh, We'll get to some of those while we go through here. Their starting lineup looks like the man DeForest Buckner up front. Uh, DJ Jones is listed as a Mm co-starter on the line. I'm not sure about that. Uh, Eric Armstead, Sheldon Day. I think you'll see Solomon Thomas kick inside. That's what I'm predicting whether or not i'm right or not i do too and you know we i think you mentioned it a few shows back or whatever he's been going through some issues so yeah uh hopefully he's got that corrected because coming out of college i thought he was going to be really good and i still have some hope for him i I think if when he's right and got the pieces around him i think he can be a really really good piece well he was the guy that was uh instead of mitch trubisky 
Yeah, they yeah. dropped back one pick and got who they wanted and picked up a lot of other picks that year. Yes, yes, they um, did. So the big story for them was they got some ends that can rush, and that was the big thing that they were lacking. You know, it seemed like that whole Bay Area was lacking pass rushers last year. Uh, they yeah. traded for D Ford and paid him. He was going to get the franchise tag from Kansas City. They decided to trade him instead, and they signed a real monster deal. And then they drafted Nick Bosa with the second overall pick. Uh, we know from last week, Bosa got injured. You apparently have some kind of Bosa voodoo dolls that you're poking. I I have nothing. I'm just telling you that him and his brother both are the type of players that this is just going to be something, always an injury with those two. So you're going you're, you're gonna to have the, the Bosa family and who'd you insult five minutes ago? Daniels. Daniels, yes. They're going to be knocking at your door. Well, good. I'll ask them for their for autograph it. when they show up. <laughs> They're not going to be looking to give you autographs. Oh, They're going to say, why do you hate us so much? It's You're not that I, I don't hate them. I Haters just going to hate. I just see that as a thing with especially the bosses. They're going to stay hurt. They're those... It just seems that they're those type of players, and you're, you're I'm gonna, not. Here's what you're going to see. You're going to see Nick Bosa pull out. The, the Bosas are going to pull up in the station wagon, and Nick Bosa's going to just yell. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get it in once a show. Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, Nick Bosa's just going to run in the yelling Leroy Jenkins and uh, come on in the house. Anyway, uh, those were two big additions, and granted, you know, this week, obviously, like I said, we're pre-recording this. As long as he's recovered from that injury, I think both of those guys are going to be great. It's a shame we don't get to see Nick Bosa play in this preseason, first preseason game, and I guess second by the time you're hearing this, um, he probably, I don't know, if it's a major issue, again, the problem with recording early is the information we have is limited. Because uh, right. I am not a fortune teller, or else I'd be very rich. Um, well, this is all your fault. Would not your be little a little vacation or, if you had to yeah, take. Well, yeah. Can't be a diehard like me and just stay here for the fans, you're for our a, tens and tens of fans. You're just a hater. <laughs> you just wish you were on vacation. Anyway, I am kind of disappointed you didn't take me along. Uh, I thought we were tight like that, but clearly we're not. Uh, my wife planned all this, and I just was told when to take off and what to do well you can tell her i'm really disappointed in her yeah uh, (laughs) somehow i think she doesn't care sorry uh anyway another big acquisition free agency quan alexander was signed very shortly after free agency opened and they paid him like he wasn't help like he wasn't hurt last year and they jumped on him quick too they did a couple hours in they signed him i mean with losing reuben foster yeah, that was... They needed to kind of fill that void, so that's probably what they were thinking. Right. Um, they got Fred Warner still. I think those two will Com- be very good compliments to each other. Yep, and I think Alexander will be a good mentor for Warner. Yeah, and Quan, as long as he stays healthy, he's an LB1. Oh, yeah. And especially, that's a very productive Mike linebacker spot. Uh, Malcolm Smith will play a little bit on the outside. I don't think he's on the field much, though, because, you know, it's a, it's a nickel world that we live in, it seems yeah. like. Um, now, the issue is if any of these guys get hurt, there is nothing behind them. <laughs> um, you know, we're talking 
Mark Zaucha? Zaucha? I don't know. Whatever. David Mayo, who was a longtime backup for Keekly, which, hey, you know, if you're backing up Keekly, you don't get much playing time. Uh, Leroy Leonard, Let Reynolds from Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I might have his autograph. I think he might have been one of the guys that uh, was at the Autism Speaks. Uh, not Autism Speaks, the Huddle Up for Autism that they threw out there because he was like, you know, oh, cool. n- number 90 on the roster. <laughs> you got the short straw of signing autographs <laughs> for three hours. Uh, Dre Greenlaw is a guy that uh, JJ liked a lot Yep, from Arkansas. So he, I don't know. If any of these guys get hurt, he could f- probably fill yeah. in just as good as any of these other guys. Uh, not being drafted, I don't really suggest you draft them, but keep an eye out. If any injuries happen, this is a very shallow linebacking crew here. Yeah. Um, you might see them diving for some cuts, to be honest, to, to supplement mm. their line. I mean, I just yeah, don't see much here. Good. I mean, if any one of these guys, I'm not hoping they get hurt, but if any one of these guys were to suffer an injury, Quan's got a long injury history. Yes, he does. Devastating injuries, too. He's been out. He's missed parts of, I think, the last three seasons. Um, they could be in some trouble. Um, Secondary-wise, they didn't really do anything to improve it. And I thought they did need to improve it. So I guess they're hoping a healthy Jimmy G will help all. Uh, Richard Sherman's another year older, which, I mean, I think he's lost a step. You know, I'm not saying he's terrible, but he's not the same guy he was in Seattle. Uh, Akello Witherspoon is a very good IDP asset, which tells you all you need to know about Akello Witherspoon. And they got Jimmy Ward playing a kind of hybrid safety nickelbacker, nickelback, whatever. Um, Jimmy Ward's always intriguing because he seems to get on the field a lot, seems to have opportunities in good spots, uh, but it depends on his designation. Just a few days ago, he was uh, being considered the, uh, let's see, who was it? NBC Sports Bay area, they're thinking he's the favorite to win the free safety job. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't surprise me. You have seventh round pick Adrian Colbert, who's no nothing special. Right. I mean, he's decent for IDP. Squisky Tart, on the other hand, uh, is really pretty decent for IDP. His problem is he plays with such an aggressive style that he gets himself hurt a lot. So, yeah. Um, you know, Tart's a guy that when he's on the field, he's great. Plug him in. Uh, but when he's hurt, he's hurt. Uh, Antoine Exum has been a guy that I've had to kind of stream if if Tart's hurt. So he's kind of should be on your, at least, you know, your your background. Uh, lots of guys in the, the secondary that are backups. Uh, Tarvarius Moore was a draft pick last season. Uh, they signed Jason Verrett, who took off a year of football. I think was that injury related? Or yes, yes, didn't want was. to play. I think he was had a, suffered a bad injury with the Chargers. Yeah, Verrett. Yes, uh, Kawan Williams, another guy that mixes in there. Uh, they drafted a guy, Tim Harris, and uh, Dante Johnson's kind of 
moved to safety. I thought he was a corner a couple years ago. I believe so. I believe that is right. But I think a lot of times with the Niners, these corners and safeties kind of bleed into each other a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's... it Because Jimmy Ward's kind of a hybrid. Yeah, and you're seeing with these defenses like the Chargers experiment, or I don't want to say experiment, they utilize that yeah. three, three safety set. And then some of these other teams, you know, they're bringing safeties down and mixing them up as linebackers. So, you know... Defensive backs, it's it's more of a defensive back kind of, you know, we talk about the edge. Well, defensive backs are kind of the same way. Yeah. Uh, getting to the stats, Fred Warner led the team with 124 tackles. That was mainly because he was the healthiest one of the group. Right. Because uh, I think Ruben Foster would have had a say in that. I think Chiquisky Tart would have had to have a say in that. But their injuries kind of. I think Warner's lines. numbers will come down a little bit. I think they will. I think just because of pure other people that can play better. Well, just with Quan there will make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Quan, Quan, I could see doing this 124 tackle thing. I still think one of those two will lead the team in tackles. Uh, and they'll probably be, be one and two, to be honest. But yeah. one and I, I would probably expect him to be closer to that 90 to 100 range. Yeah. Uh, and I think Quan will be your main uh, main tackler there. Well, I look at it as long as mid- he's healthy. That middle is. linebacker and will, you know, you got those two positions that are normally very good for IDP, and they are will be on this team. Right. You have you know Quan eating up a lot of the tackles inside. You'll have Warner eating up the other ones out outside, and you know they're both very good linebackers, so they should get uh, plenty of opportunity. Uh, Warner also added a forced fumble and a fumble recovery, along with six passes defended. Uh, DeForest Buckner second on the team in tackles with 67. So that's the huge drop-off. So you can see the amount of time and toll injuries took. And again, here's, you know, we talked about Aaron Donald leading, uh, being that high up in tackles, and DeForest Buckner is too. Uh, That's why he's my defensive tackle one in, unless Aaron Donald's considered a defensive tackle. Right. Um, We'll talk about sacks here in a few minutes. Uh, he did have a fumble recovery and 20 quarterback hits. We'll talk more about that a little bit. Elijah Lee was actually third on this team with 65 tackles, and you might be saying, who? Uh, <laughs> he was a nice villain for some people last year for a couple games, uh, but that was about it. Eric Armstead, 48 tackles. I wouldn't be surprised to see him play more. I mean, he's kind of listed as defensive end, but I can see him playing some tackle. And Kawan Williams, uh, 45 tackles in his 14 games. So you can kind of see the big drop from a healthy Fred Warner to a healthy DeForest Buckner, but a guy that plays inside tackle. And then a bunch of guys that were hurt or didn't play a lot. You know, Elijah Lee only started five games. Right. Uh, yeah. Armstead played 16, but again, he's playing at a position that's less uh, less opportunistic when it comes to tackles and numbers. Right. Sack-wise, DeForest Buckner led the way with 12. Cassius Marsh, who's now playing for Seattle, has 5.5. Ronald Blair had 5.5 five, uh, five as well. I think he's still back with the team. I can double-check that real quick. I'd like to tell you. Uh, I don't see him. Hey, there he is, Ronald Blair. He's back. I thought he was. Yes. 
He's backing up D Ford. Eric Armstead had three, and Sheldon Day had two. Uh, well, they can really yeah, use Nick Bosa to be healthy. And D you Ford. Know? Those two both yeah. should. I mean, if you can get those two healthy, I think sky's the limit for DeForest Buckner because teams are not going to be able to focus on him. Um, and, and the same would go for, I would even throw Solomon Thomas in there. If he can bounce back and get his self straight and get back to what he can be, then those three will help DeForest Buckner tremendously. And he could just be a superstar. He's already a superstar, but he could be just – he. I think his game could take that next step to the next level. Yeah. And quite honestly, this team could have as many as, I think, three guys with double-digit sack numbers. Which sounds high, but, but if yeah, yeah, you're probably Buckner, right. Buckner, yeah. Bosa, and Ford. I think they all could hit it. I think one might yeah. fall just short, and again, injuries could play a part in that too. But if all healthy and playing 16 games, I think you could see three double-digit guys on this team. And that would be a vast improvement from what they had last year. So yeah, yeah, they didn't have a whole lot. I mean, they no, had Buckner not. and some guys. You know. Yeah. You know, Marsh and Blair, nobody's going to confuse with nope. Ford and Bosa, that's for sure. Um, looking at, you know, and Jaquiski Tart, you know, played eight games at 42 tackles. Uh, he's still a guy I'd keep an eye on. Uh, looking at Richard Sherman's numbers here, he was not Richard Sherman. Again, he's going to be turning 31. Zero, zero interceptions for the first time in his career. Four passes defended. Had one sack, 37 tackles. He's just not what he was. Do you think he's done? I just read off his stats. I mean, he's not the guy he used to be. Well, I, I was watching training camp. He said he was dealing with some little nagging, nitpicking injuries last year as well. So so is everybody in the NFL. Well, that's what I'm asking because you you seen him back when he was good as a Seahawk. Yeah. So well, the, you know what they say: father, off, father, right? father, time is undefeated. Tom Brady's giving him a run. <laughs> he, that's what I was fixing to say. He sure is giving. And him Drew, run. Drew Brees is giving him a pretty good run too. Yeah. But Father Time is undefeated. Father Time will catch up one of these days with everybody. Oh, yeah. And I think he, Richard Sherman, you know, whether he's in great shape or had a nagging injury or whatever, he's just not the player he used to be. Right. And teams didn't really avoid him. Teams actually sought him out last year because they knew he lost stuff. And that's yeah. what really, I mean, it's it's the reality. And, and Seattle did not want to pay him. Right. And, and that was probably while, the while I was upset about him leaving, I, I wasn't upset. I, I think I might have been more upset if they signed him to a huge deal. Yeah. You know, it's a business decision. And unfortunately, that business decision involved cutting you know, a, a great player for Seattle. And that's same, great, same with Earl Thomas. You know, I think that's a great point you just made, especially for fans. You know, yeah, and you, fans you have hated to, understand. to see him leave, you would have been more upset over the a big contract and him not being able to live up to it. But yeah. that would have also hurt your team. If he can't live up to that contract, then that's money that they couldn't have put towards someone else that could have helped that team. So, yeah, that was a good point right there with you. Yeah, and I think sometimes us fans, you know, we love guys, especially guys who won a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, the, the Seahawks fans love all those guys. You know, well, the, you Legion, the Legion well, of Boom. You know, the Legion of Boom. a great run, too, and he was a part of that. So I yeah. think it, it, it's 
a thin line between letting go too soon and holding on too long. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a big part of IDP. That's a big and, part of anything. I mean, NFL stands for not for long. Right. You know, somebody, you gotta like, you know, it's a business decision. And again, you know, I I wish Earl Thomas all the best of luck this year in Baltimore. It's a business. It's if it, you, you know, it, you do get emotional as a fan, but yeah, that's the thing you gotta look through. You can't look through your fan colored glasses. You gotta look at it from. The, the team perspective and yes there's a lot of things that i don't necessarily agree that the seahawks do but the the, the results speak for themselves I mean, they, they've been able to stay pretty competitive and you know not just fall off the face of the earth uh but speaking of those seahawks uh we have the tackles now, Jerron Reed will resume his tackle duties once he's done his six-game suspension. Uh, until then, it's going to be rough. Uh, you're going to see <laughs> Earl Mitchell, Puna Ford, Al Woods, probably Demarcus Christmas a little earlier than we needed to. Um, speaking of, Demarcus Christmas is on the pup list still, so we might not even see him. So they're hurting. Quentin Jefferson's probably going to be inside, from what Rump. indications say. Um, and outside now we got some good news last it would be last week for for you guys this week for me uh, Collier could play week one and yeah, Ziggy Ansah could play week one if both of those guys are back for week one I feel a little bit better about this defensive line that I would have um, if if one or both of those guys are missing because Cassius right. Marsh well, we kinda- and Nazir Nazir Jones are not striking fear into anybody. We just talked about right, Cassius touched, March's five and a half sacks. Right, and we kind of touched on this what a couple of weeks ago with the Aussie guys when we were doing the team yeah. team breakdowns. Um, Ezekiel Anza, are you, you? How scared are you that you are having to potentially rely on him to be your pass rusher, your main pass rusher? I should say. Uh, it all comes down to health, right? I know, but I mean, even if when he's healthy, healthy, I'm great. Well, I'm fine with it. If he's okay. not okay. and he's gonna miss, I, I think he's missing at least eight games. I'm just I'm banking on that. I'm coming into the season aware that he's probably not going to be around, which is a scary thought because Cassius Marsh, Rasheem Green, Brandon Jackson, Nazir Jones, they aren't going to do it. And LJ Collier, just, we don't know what we have, and he's not even going to practice for another two, three weeks. With so a high you're, ready to, spring. you're ready to sign uh, sign off Rasheen Green? Uh, he's not going to be a pass rusher. He'll be like a run defender. Okay. I'm not taking him in IDP. If I have him yeah. anywhere, I'm, I'll keep him on my taxi squad if I can in case something does right. happen. But I'm not seeing him being... He had like a half a sack last year or something. We'll take a look at the stats here in a minute, but right, he didn't well, show anything know, in that know, first year. We we were kind of hopped on him last year before when they first drafted him, and it just seemed he didn't quite pan out or live yeah. up to expectations. So, and you being the Seattle theory, yeah. I was kind of wondering how you felt about it. Yeah, have to sometimes give these players two, three years to develop, and I don't think this year is going to be one that he. 
it doesn't sound like they are greatly interested in uh, Rasheem Green being a starter on this team. So, um, looking at line, I mean, you also and Barcavis Mingo, you know, make fun of him all you want being a bust for Indianapolis. <laughs> He'll supply some of that pass rush too. Kind yeah, but isn't that. that a little scary that you have to rely on a player such as him, though? They used him last year quite a bit. So they I did. Mean, it's, not, it's not like they didn't use him. You know, he didn't play terrible. I mean, he he did okay. You know, trust me, I'm not really happy with our front four, especially with Jaron <laughs> Reed suspended. I'm not really happy with the front four. Yeah, I haven't been for two years now. I mean, Frank Clark was the only thing they had last year, and Jaron right. Reed. So now you take away Clark and you take away Reed for six games, you're you're hurting real bad. And I'm really I gotta be honest, I'm really surprised y'all didn't re sign Frank Clark or give him the extension. That was and one of those business decisions. I know, I know, but that's I don't think Frank Clark is a top five defensive end, which is what they paid him to be. The the Chiefs Ooh. did. Ooh. Wow. That shouldn't be shocking to you. I can name five guys off the top of my head. Aaron Donald. I know, but for your team, he's that good. Yes. For you, I mean, and I think you got to. You just got done saying it's a business, and it is a business. It is a business, but it's not. And I don't fully know the cap numbers, but is Seattle hurting for money? They are normally towards the top of the cap. They don't normally have a ton of space left. They have enough to sign a guy if they need it, but not enough to pay everybody. I just everybody. think with the depth and the uncertainty that they have, I mean, take away Jerron Reed being suspended. I mean, they couldn't have counted for that. But behind that, they didn't have a whole lot. I mean, you said yourself, they're not high on Rasheen Green. Um, yeah. They've got Barkevius Mingo, who's, who's nothing really. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think you have to – when you have a player like Frank Clark, he's he makes your team better. You know, he's he may Do not I be issues on the team right now. Absolutely, he may not be a top five, but I would almost argue he's a top ten defensive end. And on your team, with what they need, they need him desperately right now. They do. So, they, they do. But in a in an age where you can monkey around with these cap numbers and contracts it's just hard for me to believe they couldn't have found a way if they truly wanted to keep him and i and they i probably they could have but they probably would not have been able to pay russell wilson what they paid him they wouldn't have paid bobby wagner so i mean yeah i mean i kind of see and that's what i was asking where they were at with the cap i mean if that's were, I don't know the exact number, but they're always sort of playing chicken with the cap. Like they're a few, they they normally have a few mil. I mean, who are they paying? They're paying Russell Wilson. They're paying Bobby Wagner. They're paying. And they should, those should be the top two regardless. They paid Tyler Lockett. They're they're playing, paying Dwayne Brown. They signed Mike Ipati. DJ Fluker. I think they paid pretty decently. I mean, they, they, they have a lot of their money tied up in a little bit of guys, which is normally a, a recipe for disaster. That's why these teams that have quarterbacks on rookie contracts are so lucky and they can be so good because they can spend that quarterback money on other people. Right. 
it's when your when your quarterback is making you know twenty five percent of your cap. But you don't find Russell Wilson's just every day. I will say that. I know, and I, I love Russell Wilson. If they let him go, I'd say that's stupid too. But <laughs> right. I, if you didn't pay him, play. maybe he's sitting at home like Ezekiel Elliott and stuff like that. Hopefully, these guys have signed by now. But, um, but going, know. you know, moving on here from. I mean, right. their pass rush is going to be a disaster. If Ziggy right. Ansa stays healthy for sixteen games, it'll be a little better. Uh, we'll talk yeah. about sack numbers here in a minute. And maybe but... that's the gamble they're taking. Maybe they're thinking that Anza can stay healthy and he's going to be able to yeah. supplement what they're losing with uh, Frank Clark. Yeah. I mean, obviously, linebacker's where it's at for Seattle. Bobby Wagner, you know, is top five linebacker yeah. at this point for IDP. I won't say number one anymore. Um <laughs> came down off that a little bit he's getting a little older and there's some young pups that are uh you know coming up young pups are getting after it that's for sure yeah i mean kj wright's a year older than wagner and he's a he he is a he's going so low in drafts i guess people expect him to be injured again this year kj Wright. yeah yeah i'm loving him man i'm trying to pick him up everywhere i can I mean, he's looking healthy. I mean, he's, he's not Yeah, I mean, if he's healthy, he's a, he is a bye, bye, bye. Yeah, and I think for this season on Seattle, I think next year they might move on because they, they do have Cody Barton and Ben Burkirvin. Yes. Uh, Mike, Michael Kendrick's apparently still not in jail, so apparently he's still on the team. <laughs> it's amazing that the – think of all the people that have been suspended – and yet you got a guy that committed a federal crime and is admitted to it, and he's still allowed to play football. Don't you think, and I don't know all the intricacies of this legal stuff, but don't you think there's some way he winds up getting out of this? Uh, some kind of deal, some kind of... I'm not betting against the feds. No, I'm not either. I'm just saying, but it just seems like there's always... Well, I mean, if you ever watch the news, you kind of said you I don't. I watch Law and Order because that's what rules, man. Okay. Well, <laughs> if if you watch the news, you, you'll hear about court cases just wrapping up that happened like a year and a half ago. Like it, the the legal oh, yeah. system, and not to get it's into so political, not yeah. to get into political conversation here, but the legal system in this country stretches things out for months. Yeah, they're so far backed up that it could go on forever before you can get some kind of... It could go on another two years. Yeah, He could wrap up his career and... (laughs) He could wrap up his career before they ever put him in jail. And maybe he's working out some kind of a deal. I don't know. Right, and that's kind of where I was at with it. You know, do you see this maybe... I don't think it goes away, but... I don't think it goes away, but maybe it works its self out a little better if that makes sense i don't know he's still a backup and if, if anything happened to kj Wright, he'd be in there i think he could also play i mean they have Sha- shakeem griffin listed as a strong side along with i guess mingo and kendricks i think they all see time at that other linebacker spot um they want to have shakeem griffin rush the passer a little bit more which is maybe necessary because of all the losses um so 
that's up in the air. Again, Cody Barton, Austin Calitro, Ben Burkhurvin are probably your primary backup players uh, besides the, the couple that are going to rotate. Um, it'll be interesting to see if one of these guys gets cut, gets put on the practice squad, what happens to them. Austin Calitro was a pretty serviceable backup last year, and they're kind of talking like Barton's definitely taking his job. So it'll be interesting to see uh, this, you know, these preseason games will tell a lot of these backup stories, which is what preseason's about is these, your starters are pretty much your starters besides the, the camp battles that you got going on. It's right. is these guys fighting for jobs that we've been mentioning all you know, summer. Uh, speaking of fighting for jobs, Shaquille Griffin, Trey Flowers are pretty much your, your corners. There, there's no doubt about those two. Um, you got Ugo Amadi is probably going to be your nickelbacker. And then you got some other guys. You got Akeem King. You got uh, Jamar Taylor. You got Deshaun Shedd signed recently. Uh, Jeremy Boykins. You know, when you guys wear number one, you're normally not making the team. Uh, <laughs> you, you got Kalen Reed. Uh, you got a bunch of guys. I mean, Shaquille Griffin's locked down as, you know, the the number one. Trey Flowers is the number two, and uh, they, they, they improved throughout the season. Uh, I'd like to see them take another step uh, to be a little bit better in coverage, a little bit better not getting penalties called on them, and, uh, you know, we'll see about that. The safeties is where we get interesting here. Bradley McDougald is one of the safeties. I think that's pretty much in stone. Uh, Tedrick Thompson, Delano Hill, Marquise Blair are the three guys that are unknown as to who is kind of the quote-unquote starter there. Uh, we have been on, uh, on, on on audio tape here many, many times. Uh <laughs> Saying that we think Marquise Blair is the guy that should be the guy, um, is that going to come to fruition? I hope so, because I own a bunch of shares. (laughs) So do I, and I guess our hope is... But I really liked what I saw back on, you know, back when we were doing the Rookie Guide or preparing for the Rookie Guide, man. His tape, he was... Ooh, he was something else. I mean, he was always making plays, always flashing. So, um, and I think his his style of game will translate well to the NFL. And I think Seattle needs his type of game. So, uh, yeah, I hope he gets that chance because I think he'll be uh, really, really good. Yeah, and really, I think having a lot of these guys is probably okay. Yeah, I mean. I mean, the more you have, the better depth you have. You know, they can McDougal's rotate McDougal's down the secondary. Um, Thompson, I think, has some value for now. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still banking on Blair, though. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't think Seattle's released one of those depth charts. I don't, not no, that I'm aware of. I've I not seen it if they have. I mean, I'm checking on Twitter. Nobody's mentioned it. No, you know, these first initial depth charts this year so far has uh, caused some some uh, raised eyebrows with uh, Miami not listing Minka as a 
as a starter, Tennessee not listing Wesley Woodyard as a starter. So there's yeah. been some uh, head scratchers or eyebrow raisers, but and that may be some, salt. yeah, and it may be some internal games, you know, among the coaches trying to motivate or whatever. But yeah, it's definitely so, interesting. I'll say that those type of things are interesting. Yeah, so it's a wait and see for Seattle yeah. right now. Uh, looking at tackles, Bobby Wagner obviously led the way with 138. Man, he was uh, a big so guy. yeah, and he had one pick six, eleven passes defended, and that just shows you his quality in coverage. Yeah, um, he's not just a thumper. You know, you think of a guy with high tackles. A lot of times, you think, ah, oh, he just he's probably terrible in coverage, and that's not the case with Wagner. Yeah, and his uh, pick six was for 98 yards. I mean, yeah, so. wasn't wasn't short. So he ran no, a lot of guys. Yeah, it wasn't no cheap freebie. So. Yeah, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, uh, one sack to go along with his 138 tackles. Uh, he does; he's done a little less blitzing. Oh yeah, by the way, he only did that in 15 games because he missed a game. Oh, how dare so, he! Yeah, so great stats considering it's only 15 games. He will be turning 29 this season. Uh, Bradley McDougald will also be turning 29. He had 78 tackles, good for second on the team. Trey Flowers, uh, we, we did this before when I guess I was talking about the Seahawks at one point. Uh, 67 tackles, Shaquille Griffin, 61 tackles, Tedrick Thompson, 57 tackles. Um, the three, or, yeah, three corners out of the top six, which uh, was Justin Coleman at 55, and he's gone. Um, that's just crazy. Uh, the <laughs> sack numbers, Frank Clark at 13, he's gone. Where that 13 comes from, I don't even know. I guess Ziggy Anta is going to have to be the guy. And I'm not fully confident in his health. Uh, Jerron Reed had 10.5. However, he's missing six games. So you can cut that about in half, like six sacks probably. Uh, Quentin Jefferson had three. Jacob Martin had three. He is a linebacker. Shamar Stefan had two, and Michael Kendricks also had two. Um, this is a very top-heavy sack team anyway, and then you take away one of those pieces. LJ Collier has some big shoes to fill. He does. And Ziggy He's got to get healthy, though. He does. That's the first thing. I mean, and I, I think he's going to be good for Seattle if he can get healthy and get on the field. I think he's going to – be a huge piece for you guys or at least he's going to be counted on to be a big piece yeah and we'll see if he can come through um major guys obviously bobby wagner is the man uh i try to own him everywhere i can uh but i will not overpay for him. Of him yeah i have a few i don't you, know. I do that see i don't have them all because i, I, I refuse to overpay but i'm like you know this is dan's guy he's pretty good i'm gonna i'm gonna do this He's again. I, he's not my number one anymore, but he's right up there. He's top five, definitely. Very close. He that's is. Why I, that's why I kind of like tiers better than rankings. You know what I mean? You know, I do too, in a way. But I still have trouble with both. I mean, I, I'll admit I have trouble ranking and tiering players. I think maybe tiering's a little bit easier. I like tier one. Tier one, I think, is pretty obvious to me. It's when you yeah. get down to those, like, Tier 5, Tier 6. See, now I get a little confused with Tier well, – I don't want to say confused, but have a little trouble with, like, Tier 3 and 4. 
because I the potential side or the I, I get so many things going. It's it's kind of hard for me to play some sometimes. So yeah. Well, here's a big surprise. Uh, we spent the longest episode of this uh, on my team. So, imagine my division. That. You're so, welcome. Imagine that. Yeah. And we uh, even forgot to go over the snap counts for the Niners. So, I guess my subconscious is telling me not to talk about them. You're just a hater. That's all. We'll run through <laughs> the. I mean, obviously, Bradley McDougald's probably a guy. Um, KJ Wright's a guy to own. Jerron Reed, if you can outlast his suspension uh you know if you have to start a d tackle or two you definitely want them on your team yep the suspension i mean if you're playing dynasty it's one it's six games out of another you know hopefully five or six years of his career so you know it's a big deal but it's six games i mean it's half of your season this season which could hurt right um i'm not really big on puna ford being an IDP asset. Uh, Ziggy Ansa's worth a flyer. LJ Collier's worth a taxi stash, I'd say, although you're probably not going to... You probably have to pay up to draft him. Most and Marquise Blair's sleeper for us. Oh, yeah. Go uh, get him, pick him up. Snap count, Shaquille Griffin played 95% of snaps. I see that being repeated. Bobby Wagner played 93% of snaps. He missed that one game. He pretty much played 100% minus that one game. Trey Flowers, 91%. He's, again, like Griffin, going to be on the field a ton. Bradley McDougal played 88%. He's going to be on the field a ton. Uh, Jerron Reed, 78%. When he's healthy again, he'll play a ton. Or not healthy again, but when he's unsuspended returns from suspension he will play a ton frank clark is no longer on the team he played 73 percent justin coleman also no longer on the team played 68 percent tedrick thompson played 66 percent once earl thomas went out with an injury and quentin jefferson played 56 percent and we'll say barcavius mingo played 52 percent mainly in a pass rushing role right so yeah that's about it for those guys um where's the pass rush going to, I mean, that's been the story all off season. I think is where's this pass rush going to come from this team yeah. getting rid of Frank Clark is going to probably come back to bite him. And that's unfortunate for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting back to the 49ers here. We didn't, I didn't do this on purpose to the Niners and Cardinals. Although uh, if you listen to my daily blitz pod, uh, we're talking about the Seahawks at the very end. I did say, you know, Cardinals suck, Rams suck, Niners suck. So, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, not sorry, because you know you're the one that doesn't even want to draft a Jaguar on your team. But anyway, uh, Fred Warner played ninety nine percent, rounding up. DeForest Buckner played seventy nine percent. Sherman played seventy eight percent. Uh, he was injured a couple games, so he probably played about 100% when he's out there. Akella Witherspoon, 65%. Solomon Thomas, 60%. Eric Armstead, 57%. Kawan Williams, 55%. And Antoine Exum played 55% because of Tart's injury. Yeah, they need some health, and they need some guys to pick up the slack. Cassius Marsh did play 51% of the snaps, and you could see something similar like that in Seattle for him um anything 
beyond about either of these two teams? No, I think we've uh, we've covered it well this time. Went a little yes. too long on Seattle. We could have shortened that up quite a bit. Uh, hey. uh, well, you know. Not much to talk about there, but hey. For you, uh, we'll do it. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. That's in February. Well, I'll get it out of the way now. Okay. You know I'm not going to remember, so. Yes. Well. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, take it easy, man. I'm taking it easy somewhere in California right now, so uh, I'll be wearing yeah. my Seahawk stuff very envious proudly at Disneyland and uh, and be sure, be sure, everyone that's listening to leave those five star reviews, even if you're yes. not on iTunes. Uh, this was uh, I asked Dan about this earlier. Somebody asked me, even if it's Podbean or whatever you're on, when you leave a review, if you'll just donate or not donate, designate five star on there uh we will look at those as well and you'll be entered for this uh yeah and, and whatever your podcatcher is you know whatever you go on like you know subscribe to the show if you're on like podbean yeah. um i think the one person that did on podbean already subscribes and likes our show just about yeah. every week um so we don't mind, you know, putting your name in the hat there. But uh, iTunes really helps us get seen. So that's why we say yeah. iTunes. But if you don't have the ability to get on iTunes, uh, Google Play, the Play think, Store, whatever. Yeah, I think you can do it on Spotify, if I'm not mistaken. Spotify, yes. Podbean. I don't know about Stitcher because I'm not on there. So I don't know if there's a place on Stitcher or what. That would be more your uh, yeah. knowing, Dan. How about you go ahead and just go on all these platforms, download our show, five-star it, comment. Yep. Tell everybody it's great and come check it out. And that would help us out. Get more more eyes on the podcast, so to speak. Uh, when I get back from vacation, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Probably just go over some of these preseason injuries, preseason uh playing time is probably what we're going to talk about here i'll have to catch up on some of these uh, games while i'm on the airplane i guess and then the following week we're supposed to have the idp tipster on nice and somewhere in there we're going to work a prediction show in yeah we got to get that in we was horrible last year (laughs) yeah so we'll see. But we hit on a few. We did. I mean, you was discussing this. I look back. We hit on some. So we may yeah. review that real quick, and then uh, we may yeah. make a show of that. Do a quick review of last year if you want to, and then get into what we think this year. Uh, I think it's kind of neat to see our hits and misses. And yeah, because we'll do our prediction show, and then we also have a special guest right before the kickoff of the season. Um, we'll say she who will not be named. Oh, so there's a hint for you Female. out there in the Twitterverse. You can guess. So, ooh, ooh la la. Our sleeper league was criticizing us for not having any women in our listener league, and I said, "Well, we had one. She she yeah. retired from our listener league." Julie, if I'm not mistaken, yes. She's trying to cut. The, she was trying to cut down the leagues. So that I don't blame her because, and I don't blame her. And you know what? There is. I see a lot especially from the Reddit side, there is a lot of female IDP players. Yes. Uh, really love that. I wish they would speak up more and be more vocal and, yes. and their questions. friends because, Sweetest. you know, they're actually really smart about it. I mean, they're just 
if not smarter than me. So, <laughs> which is not hard to do. So. <laughs> you said it, not me. Hey, you know, I've been wrong before, but hey. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, any of our listeners, do you have any I'm questions? Just, really, uh, I'm just know. glad to help anybody. You know, I don't. Yep. I'm kind of weird in that. Even if you're in my leagues, I want to help you. I want to help you be the best you can because it's simple. I have one rule. If if you're the best that you can be, then when I beat you down, it makes me feel so much better. So, Yes, and like we said, any of our listeners uh, can reach out to us uh, at SeahawksDan8. Daryl's at DFF underscore DWIN. You can hit up the podcast handle at IDP Nation. Hit us up um, on Reddit. Hit us up on my Facebook page, IDP Nation. Um, yeah. Man, we got so many things. I mean, we're basically anywhere and everywhere. So yeah, and our members can hit up our Slack channel if you're a uh, Factory Sports Network member, which uh, is uh, part of that uh, prize package that we're giving away with these five star reviews. Yes. So if you're, you don't want to spend any money and you want to win, go give us some reviews and it's help it's us out. really worth the review. I mean, I know it's. Whoever wins this, I hope you go on and attest to how good a value this is with the rookie guys, with the chats, with the membership. Well, I think You're the, not pri- gonna... the prize is the membership, if I'm not mistaken, for the year. Yeah, but you're not, my point is you're not going to find a better value anywhere. Well, yeah, so if you just want to go get it, $29.99, all three guides, which MG corrected me the other day. Yes, week, he did. I guess. Hoffman was on the show. All three guides, not just two of them. We were saying two. So you get and an extra cute. guide as well, which is outstanding. And I, and I can attest, Dan can too. We have the uh, the redraft guide. And I was actually looking at it the other day on while I was uh, working late, waiting on a couple of trucks to show up. There is so much information in that, man. It's... It's yeah. amazing what we do for these guides. I know what Dan does, and I do what we put into the IDP guide, but uh, the the rookie guides on offense and then this redraft guide, it is crazy. I mean, those three right there are just worth it alone. So, Yep. But anyway, I am uh, in a few days getting on a jet plane, and I will be on vacation, as I've mentioned quite a few times. Uh, if you haven't I heard. You, I hope you get sunburned. I'll be at Disneyland, so I don't know. Legoland. I hope so, Goofy we'll beats you down with some kind of crazy crop. Oh, yeah, Go- Goofy's just Goofy, so. I hope you go to Legoland and you get one stuck in your foot. That's what I hope. I will be wearing, like, steel-toed <laughs> in Legoland. There is a water park in Legoland, apparently, which is a terrible idea, walking around barefoot. Oh, that is. And I don't know if I'm sure many of our followers that have kids know this. But there is nothing that freaking hurts worse than in the middle of the night, you're rumbling through the house and you step on a mother freaking Lego. I'm telling you right now, it hurts. Oh my god! Uh, you know what I, I'm talking about? I was about, almost right? about to just cut out the end of the show there, but <laughs> anyway, we we talked way too long. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, Hopefully this sufficed your need for IDP knowledge uh, for the week until I can come back and we can have a regular show. And if you if it doesn't, hit me up. I'll be here. There you go. While Dan's away, playboying it up in California. Uh, oh, 
hit me up. I'll be glad to talk anything IDP with you. I help you out the best way I can. Trades. You can hit you know, me up. The guys got to go to the bathroom or, you know, wait in line for a ride sometime. So, <laughs> might give me something to do. Can I hit you up? Sure. You're going to regret that. Well, I'll hit you up when I go to bed and it's like, I don't know, you'll probably still be up though. You're a night owl. <laughs> I probably will still be up. Yeah, like 2 o'clock in the morning West Coast time is like your normal time here. <laughs> well, go Hawks. Tighten up. Special edition of the Hawks here. Ugh. Good night now. Later. And if I had Tupac's going back to Cali, I'd play. You, oh, that's it. I can pull that up real quick. Well, shows him.